Hello, you're listening to the Scottish Watches Live Lugs Edition, where we rip the audio from my weekly Friday afternoon YouTube get-together on the Scottish Watches Live channel, and feed it to you so you can enjoy it in the same way as you listen to the regular podcast. The audio is as broadcast on YouTube, and it's all done live over Zoom, so please forgive any audio glitches. Anyway, it's on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Scottish Watches Live Friday. It's going to be a good one. This, we've been looking forward to this for a week. Uh, lots of Speedmaster content, and we have a guest, Mr. Speedmaster himself. I'm not sure if you, tr- do you trump Dave, RJ? Is It's like a battle of the bands. Is RJ more speedy than Dave is? I don't know how many Dave has. Oh, do we actually know? Is there a count? Dave, does Dave, does Dave know how many Dave has? Smell a competition coming up here. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, I do. You do. Uh, RJ, what's your number? Around 30. I don't know exactly. Dave, how? Very, very, uh, very similar. Ah, there we go. What it's we a tie. Well, maybe we need to get you both <laughs> up for a, for a video so, of the all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 30 or 31. Good stuff, good stuff. So, RJ, welcome. Uh, RJ, as you will know, is from Fratello Magazine, which will feature a couple of times today uh, because it is well known for its Speedmaster coverage. RJ, what is happening in the world of Fratello right now? Lots of things. We uh, we have a new, uh, new uh, staff member um, from Manchester, and um, it's Dave Sargent. And he's will t- he will be taking care of our uh, shop and uh, building the community for Fratello. Oh, we've never heard, heard of him. No, never heard. He's a ter- terrible guy. Dentist. Oh, he is. Oh, he's still. Uh, well, we still have a month, I guess. Yes, I mean, yeah, presumably has like a notice period. That, yes. Know, the first thirty days of employment, you can just kick him out without any warning. Before November first. Right. Okay. Well, we'll keep that. We'll, we'll we'll get back on in touch in November first then. Good stuff. Well, it is going to be a speedy show today, so I think we will just crack on without further ado. So the way this is going to work, and first one up is going to be RJ, is each of our panel here. In fact, we'll do a quick we'll do a quick round the doors because nobody really knows who Dan is, so we better introduce him. Uh, we'll go quickly round the doors and say who you are, where you are, and what you're wearing. First on my screen is Ralph. Oh, all right. Okay. I am wearing the Bling Master today. I'm Ralph and based in Dubai, and I am wearing my golden G-Shock. Ooh. Oh, very good. It's not the real gold one. It's fake no. gold, yeah. Not real gold. I wish it would be. Uh, Dan, you're up next. Hi. Dan occasionally likes things. I'm, we- I'm not going to show you what I'm wearing because uh, I don't want to give it away. Um, in sunny Swindon. Yeah, all good. Good stuff. And then Dave, you're next on my screen. I am Dave. I'm still somewhere in the north and I'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing a, I'm wearing an iWatch 6 so stick all that up where you don't like it have you got a, a, a Speedmaster screen for it I might have a Speedmaster as well okay that's cool uh, next up Arthur hey I'm Arthur I'm Tick Tick Broom on Instagram I'm in the Washington DC area and I'm wearing my Speedy Pro today good, good. Sean you're next hi guys I'm Sean at the complicated wrist on Instagram um, I'm also from the Washington, D.C. area, and I'm wearing my Speedmaster Pro Sapphire Sandwich today. Good, good. Sam, your turn. Hi, I'm Sam. You can find me on Instagram at Sam and her Watchbox. I'm in Colorado right now, and I'm wearing my Bulova Ac- Acutron 2. 
Good. And Sophie. Hi, I'm Sophie. I'm from Miami, competing with Ralph with wearing real gold. AP. Yeah. I would like Ricky to raise his cup right now. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> and then we have uh, RJ. Just for RJ, where actually are you and what are you wearing? I'm wearing a Speedmaster today. Oh, X-33, previously owned by a Dutch astronaut who was in the one of the space shuttle missions in the 80s. And um, yeah, happy to uh, to have this watch for my uh, childhood hero. Good, wow. good. And Ricky, That's where are you? Somewhere in Glasgow, presumably. And what are you I am in the Outer Hebrides today. Ah, so I have good. got the Apollo 8 and I'm ah. drinking from this cup. Okay, <laughs> thank you. That'll be the last appearance that makes. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> or probably not. And I'm wearing a pack. Right, okay, let's get on with this. So first up is going to be RJ. And the way this is going to work is our individuals will have a few moments to present their best and favourite Speedmaster, their choice from the full range, from all the years it's been going. And then the other members of the show today will get to vote on it. They can vote and give it points one to eight, but they can only use each score once. So a little bit of jeopardy, a little bit of strategy. Once they have used that number in voting for a watch, they then have to tear it up and we will see who wins at the end of it. And we'll then maybe compare it to the new Snoopy to see whether what ends up winning the vote is better or worse than the new release. So first up is going to be RJ. We actually have a little video of this particular uh, watch because Dave owns it, but RJ is going to nominate the Apollo 50th and Apollo 11 50th anniversary Moonshine Gold, which we will see here. So RJ, why is this the best stroke your most favorite Speedmaster? Here is it, I'm holding it up on my screen as well. This is my uh, favorite Speedmaster because uh, it commemorates the first gold Speedmaster that Omega did in 69 and uh, 32 were given to astronauts and a few to the White House. Um, the people from the White House, so the president and the vice president, they had to refuse this, this watch because of uh, the value and they were um, government people so they could not uh, accept any gifts over a certain uh, amount of money. I think that astronauts were also on the payroll of the government, but they accepted the watches. <laughs> um, very interesting. And uh, the, so the first 32 or 30 something went to astronauts and White House members. No, not White House members, but some officials. And um, um, then uh, in total, there were 1,014 created uh, so most of them went to the to the markets very sought after and then last year because of the apollo 11 50th anniversary omega redid this watch basically and i think it's better than your original if you look at the original ones they they tend to age uh, very differently fr from each other uh, this one has a, a more advanced movement it's a master chronometer movement it has the ceramic bezel so it don't uh, it won't discolor and it won't damage a lot of these old bezels are uh, are damaged some sometimes even you will find them with holes in it and for the rest they really took care of uh, getting everything precise as the uh, as the original so even the clasp it ends at 14 millimeter 
the dial is massive gold. It uses Onyx uh, hour markers. And uh, last but not least, there's a piece of uh, lunar meteorite in the case back, um, which makes it really interesting. And it's numbered. And my favorite astronaut is um, uh, Tom Stafford. And he received number 13 in 1969. And I also have number 13. So that's a very nice coincidence. Very cool. Wow. Very cool. And one other member of our panel also has one of these, or at least one other member. That's Dave. What number have you got? And don't say you've got number um, 13 as well. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I can't actually remember. 22 rings a bell. Um, it's relatively low. It's like in the first 20 or 30, but I can't remember exactly the number, to be honest. Most of that cool. stuff doesn't bother me, to be honest. Who else has tried this on? Me. What do you think? Uh, it was nice. Yeah. It's a it's a heavy thing. There's there's definitely heft about it. He caused some proper damage with this watch. Yeah. I, I did also find it pinched the hairs a little bit, but maybe that's just my hairy arms. I don't know if anybody else has, has that experience with this problem, but the movement on it is this is the modern movement that's just in the newly released Snoopy as well, is that right? Yeah, correct. They use uh, in the Snoopy they also use caliber three eight six one. Which is basically almost the same as 1861, um, despite uh, half of the parts uh, have been replaced. Um, but it's a master chronometer, meaning it has a coaxial escapement, silicon balance spring, and um, yeah, it looks it looks nice. And uh, the, the Snoopy has this movement as well. Uh, for the case back of the new Snoopy, they made this uh, automaton, as they say, I guess in in, in French, with the Snoopy flying over the uh, the Earth, and it's uh, yeah, it really looks cool. And uh, this will also be the movement that will re replace the current Moonwatch movement. So at some point, there will be a new Moonwatch replacing the current one. And that will also have this movement inside. Yeah. And when do we think that will happen? Uh, I think it will happen this year. Right. OK. So uh, pre-Christmas pre and time for, uh, for Christmas present, eh? I hope so, uh, yes. Yeah, and, and although an announcement of that watch and availability are two different things. In that it's going to be limited or just... No, the, no, just as in that they'll probably announce it, but whether there'll be much mm. of them available as a different... Yeah, way. it will not be yeah. directly available, I guess, and especially not yeah. with, the, with, the, with the current uh, situation uh, mm -hmm. in the world, but also in Switzerland with their recent hack. It will be <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. I thought we were supposed to not talk about that. No, well, we weren't supposed to talk about it, but <laughs> RJ can talk about it and Sophie can talk about it. So basically, it's, it's, somebody's it's getting public knowledge. Right. So somebody's it getting not anti at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Has he not been arrested somewhere? No, that was John McAfee. That was McAfee, yeah. Yeah, he's a I've just actually checked mine's number 42 because I had a picture somewhere. 42 okay. is my number. Good stuff, good stuff. That's the so, answer to the universe and everything. That's a good number. Yeah, it's the best. It's the answer Absolutely to everything. <laughs> Excellent. Right, well, let's vote. We've got a few of these to go through and let's see where it takes us. So your job is to cast your vote, one to eight, for RJ's Paul. I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to go around you. So Arthur, what are you giving it? Is one the best? No, one is, one, one is the worst. Okay, so this is points assigned. Okay. Point, so All maximum right. points is the winner. You can, I give a score, you can only use the score once. So Arthur gives I it would... six. Sophie? Uh, failed. Yes. No, is that a seven? 
Wait, it's not good? That could have been right. a fail, a four, or a seven. Which one is it? <laughs> the seven. Uh, Dan, what do you give the Moonshine Gold? An eight. Oh, some high scores here. Sam? Definitely. Six. A six. Sean? A five. Dave? <laughs> uh, uh, and Ricky? Seven. I think I think I should just stop with your night because I think RJ's probably one. And Ralph, come on, vote so she's over here, Ralph. I'm going to give you a, a sitta. That's a six. That's a six. I have okay. questions, so Rick. Uh huh. You have questions. What questions? I have you questions. Have? So, usually okay. when you vote on things and you're not allowed to reuse them, you would know what candidates you have before you start placing your votes. And that's where the jeopardy comes in. Okay. And also, how many people are involved in this picking watches? Uh, what do you mean, Ricky? There's eight of you. Well, there's nine of you. Mm-hmm. Many numbers do we have? Can't vote for yourself. On the screen. You can't vote for yourself. You can't vote for yourself. Don't come with this nah. logic thing, Ricky. Okay, you I'm see? just asking. <laughs> just see, asking questions. See, sit back. Sit. You're sitting there thinking, oh, Rick's done Rick, it up again. Rick, Rick, remember, Ricky, you can't argue with stupid. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, th- he's thinking of those fake lemons again, aren't you, Ricky? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the best type. Uh, good stuff. Right, let's move on. And next up is going to be Sean. And Ooh. Sean has made a good choice here because I quite like this. Uh, let's share the screen. This is from Fratello Magazine, but you can find uh, all the good Speedmaster yeah. stuff. This is the Tintin. Oh. So, Sean, talk to us about the Tintin. Why is it called the Tintin for starters? So first, I picked this one because this is one of my watch regrets when I didn't buy it when they were under four grand, like four or five years ago. But I love it because it's so Omega. It represents both a limited edition that failed, that they then decided to launch still just to make some money back on it. So it was known as just the Omega racing dial when it was finally released. No one knows how many were actually produced, but it's somewhere between one to 2,000. So it is, in fact, a limited edition of such. But it's all because Omega wanted to do a limited edition with Tintin, the publishers of the comic strip. And the publisher, for whatever reason, didn't like it, whether they didn't like the design on the logo that was rumored to be placed on the dial originally or what. But the checkered pattern, the red and white checkered patterns, there to represent Tintin's red rocket that took him to the moon in two uh, comic strips. So Omega being Omega decided to keep launching this one, even though the publishers didn't go with it. And it's kind of was, wasn't well received when it was first released in 2013. And now it's just one of those hot watches that everyone in the know wants to have in their collection. I'm sure a few people here probably have one too and can appreciate it for its simplicity and yet it's undervaluedness still in the community. Here it oh, is. Oh, RJ has one. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Wow. <laughs> one of the 30 in the collection. Nice. Yeah. This is cool. This is a cool watch. So how long ago did you see this and then not buy it? Uh, this was probably like 24. 15 maybe 2014 where the one came up and i saw it and i was like it's under four i should get it but i waited too long and it disappeared and then prices just kept going up and i was like no i'm not doing that so these watches didn't do well at start at the start so a lot of them ended up in uh, japan 
and um, the you in Japan you have these big shops called ca uh, Big Camera, and you have uh, uh, Yada Bodayashi or something, some other big stores where they sell uh, electronics, golf clubs, toothpaste, and watches. And I was there in 2017, and they were around four, four and a half k here. And I like you, I also missed out when they first came because I was not that triggered. And um, they showed it to me, and they said, uh, "Well, this is the Speedmaster Schumacher." I said, "Whatever." What's the price? And they said uh, 2,200 euros. So that was uh, oh, wow. <laughs> a good pick in uh, 2017. Definitely. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a very nice watch. Only it was very uh, it's very limited, like you say, between thousand and two thousand. I would narrow it down between fifteen hundred and two thousand. Um, and um, the original one, I've seen it. It has the rocket at eleven o'clock, and on the back side, there's a part of the comic of uh, Tintin. Too. They have the yeah, right well, to use the um, image and the name of Tintin. No, that was the issue. Ah. Uh, maybe so, in some some countries, maybe. No, so, no. So yeah. Moulin's Art, they are the the, the legal protectors of uh, Tintin's uh, heritage. They they said no, and then uh, there was no, uh, no no going forward. And then, um, uh, like Sean says, Omega, the, they uh, they just wanted to uh, to use these dials, and they did what they had laying around, and. Um, it's a very nice watch, but it, yeah, it didn't make sense to have it like a racing because it was uh, promoted as racing dial under embargo before Basel World 2013 started. And we had our first meeting with Omega on the first day of Basel World in the first hour. And they said, uh, yeah, it's indeed not a racing dial. And then they told the story about Tintin and we put it online and it was quickly uh, uh, nicknamed uh, Tintin. And um, it's a very funny watch. And the original is really cool with the rocket on the, on the dial. Um, but I wonder if they put it out like that with the rocket on the dial, if it would have been such success as it is now, because perhaps it was right. too gimmicky and uh, there's no real relationship with Tintin, unlike with Snoopy, for example. So I really wonder, I think that the myth of, of this current one, uh, yeah, does well for this uh, particular model. Right. It, it's, I think it's lovable because everyone now knows it's a failure. Like it's a lovable <laughs> failure underdog now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the case back that they went the extra step of making the writing in red too, just yeah. for that little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. Hey, when you think about it, the Paul Newman was a failure too. Right, not appreciated in the time, and now look at him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Myself. Make failure great again. <laughs> <laughs> the American uh, way. The American way. Yes, far be it for me to call me. Uh, good stuff. Right, let's vote uh, on this on the Tintin. I'll stop the share of the screen. You can play along at home. So first up again on the Tintin, let's have it. Arthur? A four. A four. Sophie? Also a four. four. Dan? A five. Sam? A four. A four. David? A three. <laughs> Ricky? See, folks are getting strategic now. A two. Ralph? I'm giving it a white. Oh, a one. Oh. Me. Just, yeah, no, no, just to honor the failure. Honor the failure, a four. I'll remember this when it comes to voting, Ralph. Yeah, you see, this is it. Just, I'm okay. taking my one for you, buddy. Well, what we'll do is we'll just scrap RJ's score. He's the guest, so he has to win. And now the competition is amongst all the Scottish watch folk. I was going to say, if RJ doesn't win, he is going to self-combust. <laughs> so next up, and actually is more or less the only person that went for something 
proper vintage, and that's Sam. So, Sam, tell us all about the 2998-62. Yes, I love this watch. I think this is, when I think of Omega, this is something I, I think of. Um, this was made in 1962, and there's actually eight different models of that they just kind of changed either the details of the subdial. That's something that we would only us nerds would like appreciate. And they also <laughs> changed uh, the hands as well from the 1957, uh, just the alpha style hands. Um, I think this was like their kind of like experimental phase of just like, let's find out what we can do different and launch different uh, models with how well the 1957 model did. Um, I just, I love the style. It does have the, the flat lugs, unlike um, the previous 1957, but I think it's just, it's absolutely classic. It's so good looking. Yes. It has uh, the black bezel instead of the, the silver. I, I just adore everything about this, this watch. It's so, so good. And this was actually, I know for a fact that this is one of the first watches that were in space. I know it's off the moon, but just space in general, I think that's so cool. So that's how Omega kind of got their foot into the, you know, space kind of thing. So I really, really dig that. Yeah. Have you actually seen one of these in real life? I have. So story time, my, my grandpa has one and he, he's kind of the person that, one of the people that got me into watches. Um, and this is when he was, he was young. He was like 20 um, and didn't have a lot, whole lot of money you know, just got married because that's what you do back then. And, uh, but he, he always had the need for a, a good watch and he, he always gravitated towards something like this. And Omega was something that always caught his eye and he still has it till this day. And I love it. And yeah. uh, have awesome. you got, have you got, without wishing to be like, you know, unkind, have you got, have you got your name down for it? <laughs> that sad, sad day comes. You know, <laughs> I so my uncle, my uncle's oh, another oh, person that loves watches. Right. So we got he, has, he has dibs. <laughs> he has dibs, but I, I'm his favorite niece. So um, all right, how old is I your uncle? Got it. remember, murder's only illegal when you get caught. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a shame no. if something happens to him, you know. I want, I want him to have it for as long as possible. I don't ever say that. No, I, I mean your uncle, not, not your... It's okay, the watch is safe. We'll not kill the watch. Okay, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. What's everyone's experiences of older uh, Speedmasters? I, I'm, I'm not, as the world knows, I'm not a Speedmaster fan. I own one, but I'm not a big collector or anything. Uh, I've seen a couple of rare ones and a couple of older ones, but obviously Dave, RJ, others in the in, in the room uh, may have more experience of these kind of more elderly Speedmasters. What's your thinking? Are, are they cool just because they're old and they're more original? They're, they're instantly cool. Any Speedmaster is instantly cool. Let's just end at that, shall we? All right, okay. <laughs> You're not biased at all. Then it's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> they're, they're really cool, but they, there's a lot of challenges. You just need to be really careful before you stick your toe in that water because there's so many pitfalls that you could fall into if you're not careful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, let's vote on Sam's. 
We'll do it again. Uh, Arthur, you're up first. Okay, I'm going with a five. Going with a five. Sophie. Also five. Also a five. Dan. Annoying. You're a six. <laughs> uh, Sean. Going with a four. My four. David. My seven. Uh, Ricky. Four. Ralph. You've used your one. Uh, five. Five. And RJ. A seven. Mm, it's done quite well. I'm keeping an eye that no one's using the numbers twice. Got an advanced IT system here in the background. So uh, that was good. Well done, Sam. Abacus. Yeah, Abacus. Uh, next up, now, whose is this? This is Sophie is next. And now we get into the kind of realm, from my point of view, of Speedmasters that all look exactly the same. So here is Sophie's one, but this has a good story. This is the Moonwatch Professional Chronograph 42mm, and I'll say the numbers for those that like these things. It's the 311.30.42.30.01.006. Sophie, tell us about this watch and tell us why it's important to you. So when my son turned 15, I wanted him to have a special watch. And I was going between a Rolex or an Omega. He already has plenty of talker so that was fine <laughs> <laughs> i had to place it um <laughs> that's gonna be the game from now on when is sophie gonna place talker yeah. um so i was in between the two brands and i figured you know what the rolex is just too obvious and too statusy and i didn't want a kid at 15 to just shine a rolex mm -hmm. I, just, I just didn't want that um and the reason I chose that watch, uh, the Omega uh, specifically, is because of the movement. I wanted him to have a manual movement. And I wanted him to look at it and to play with it, learn about it. I got him the book, um, the Moon Watch book with this, uh, which is a fantastic book, because I wanted him to have um, knowledge as well. And it was just not a watch to show to people. It was a watch for him to actually learn to love and appreciate. And it came with that box. I mean, the box is sick. It has the loop and it has a, a needle strap that goes with it and the metal. It's like the whole, um, whole package. Um, but it, it, to me, it represented what Omega is all about on a, with a modern twist. I didn't want to go into a vintage watch for him because he was 15. I wanted something modern and uh, it, it's just, it became his grail. He wears it all the time. He talks about it with his friends. So he's like this little nerdy, now he's 18, but at the time he was this little nerdy 15 year old that would be able to talk about a manual movement, show how it worked, wind it and kind of play with a power reserve. And to me, that was the best her heritage I could give to my kid as the watch queen, I guess. <laughs> cool. No, it's a great story. Great story. <laughs> I wish I had a mum like you, Sophie. What? I wish, you, I wish I had a mum like you. That's a different channel and podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you should going to go that route. <laughs> yeah. Dan's asking to be adopted, I think. <laughs> well, it's the right size. <laughs> 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 no, 
No, it's a great watch, and I particularly like the fact that, as you say, it has the clear case back to show the movement, which is, you know, it's a spectacular chronograph movement to the uh, moon watch in general. Okie dokie, let's give this one a vote. I'm not going to repeat the model number again. You can check the show notes if I ever decide to write them. But first up is Arthur. Okay, uh, Dan, I'm expecting because you want to be adopted that it'll be a big vote. Sorry, no. Nice. No, no. Fake news. Oh, it's, a, it's getting a two. Sam. Three. Dear me, Sean. Not even any feminine support there. David. A four. Ricky. Does Sophie owe, does Sophie owe you money before you vote? No, it's okay. So it's five. <laughs> uh, Ralph. <laughs> Amalia. What's that? I this can't is, see. You need to zoom out. That's, sorry, just, that's an eight. An eight. And because RJ, it's the affordable choice, man. It is. It's a good choice. And a five from RJ. Well done, Sophie. That's a good choice. I do like it. It is a classic. It is the, the one that everybody knows. Okay, Koki. Now, just because he gave it an eight, but it is his turn. Next up <laughs> is Ralph. And I have to say, I think this is a good all-round choice. This is the Omega Coaxial Master Chronometer Moon Phase because, you know, it's a moon watch, so it would seem sensible to have a moon on it. Uh, 44.25 mil, 304.30.44.52.01.001. Take us away, Ralph. Why do you think this is the Omega to buy? Why? I mean, you just said it, the numbers. If you add up every digit of this number, you come up at 27. 27 is the number in the new general catalog of astronomy of a spiral galaxy in the Andromeda nebula. Do I need to say anything else? That is just mind blowing. Okay. Number two, this watch is the moon watch, right? Mm-hmm. But in all of the watches, it says it on the back. You never see it, man. So this watch has it on the front. It's the moon. Every 29 and a half days, it will show you the full bloody moon and remind you that this is the fucking moon. Oh, the, the, it is the moon watch. <laughs> I'm swearing. It is the moon watch, beep. And that's why I think this is the natural choice. There's no other way. This is the real moon watch. Uh, I've not actually checked, but does genuinely those numbers add up to 27? Yeah, absolutely, of course. Because actually the date <laughs> like because actually the date that's also shown on the watch is also 27, and that would be kind of freaky. <laughs> on the Omega catalogue. So there we go. <laughs> Excellent. I, I like this because as you say, it's got the moon on it, and it's always struck me that the moon watch should have a moon phase on it. Uh, it's also got a nice proper date on it, and it's a two two-dial chronograph. It's also got 29 and a half days written on it, full turn of the moon. What does everybody else think of this? You don't need to vote. I want your opinions before you vote. No. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love that has the moon on it. Yeah, I love it that has the moon on it. I think it's just a, a great touch. And like you said, why not have a moon watch with uh, the moon face on it? I, I like I like them, but in that family, the blue ceramic with the adventuring dial is the one you want. Too expensive. Um, all, all the best things in life are expensive, my friend. It, it's a lot of money. It's not expensive. 
It's just numbers. You can just add up the digits of the, the price you pay and it's not so much. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, maybe the Omega particular will accept the £100 off Christopher Ward voucher that we all get. Uh, you try that and see. Right, okay, let's give this one a vote. Uh, starting as usual with Arthur. Good for a watch, but it doesn't rank highway for me in speedies. Oh dear, it's a one. Give Sophie. me the ones. Give me the ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's giving it a six with the looks of it. Then Dan is giving it a one. Oh dear, oh, Dan Sam. and Sophie. Dan and Sophie have got the same size bit of paper. Five. <laughs> Sam's giving it a five. Sean. Gotta go one. Oh dear. Oh. David. Oh, Ricky. The three is out. And RJ. Yeah, a bit of a disclaimer first. I mean, I like the watch, but for me, that's not a moon watch. That's the issue. It has a moon face, but it's not a moon watch. And there are moon watches with a moon face. So I'd rather would go with those. So it's a one, Ooh, but it is a one. nice watch. It's not personal. I understand. <laughs> well, uh, before... And I will strike back. <laughs> before before Ralph logged on to this, there was some chat that we should actually reverse the order so that the lowest score was actually the winner. And right now, that would probably be Ralph. Uh, Okie Uh Now we have a bit of a classic, and Arthur is going to lead us in chat about this. It is the first one again, Space. Fire right. away. So... So this watch, uh, I think it came out in 2015 or 2016. Was, uh, ah, is that right? Hodinki wrote it up in 2016. Yeah, they're late. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, thank you, RJ. Uh, I'm off to a good start with the facts, aren't I? Um, so this is... A, when, when, did, when did facts ever get in the road of an American? <laughs> <laughs> or anything to do with Scottish watches? So, so this one is an homage to the watch that that Sam was talking about, specifically astronaut Wally Shearer's own personal CK2998, which he wore into space in 1962. And as Sam mentioned, was the first Omega in space. So I like this watch because it's heritage without any compromise. It's relatively speaking, a pretty good value. Um, you get that vintage look and the straight lug case with modern construction and quality. You got the cool step dial, you get the alpha hands. Uh, and one thing I really like about it is the case size, especially with the straight lugs, can suit pretty much anyone. Um, I have the Speedy Pro, but my wife has this watch, the first Omega in space, and it looks really, really good on her. So I'm constantly jealous of how good it looks on her. So this is my pick. Um, I Sam's being a, an elitist with her family heirloom. I say this is the everyman's approach to- Sorry, ah. <laughs> Harsh. Is, it, is, is the case is the case thirty nine or forty? Thirty nine point, point something. Seven. Yeah, it's nearly forty. Yeah, yeah. So they, they didn't make much of a a, diff, a change with that because the sixty two is thirty nine as well. And is that the original size of the Moonwatch RJ? Was the one that went to the moon just under forty mil? Uh, the one that was on the moon by uh, by um, uh, Eldrin was forty two. Was yeah. 42. But um, Omega also used the 105003, which is the third generation. And the the first one, so the 2915, the one that Sam's uh, grandfather has, and uh, the 105003s, the Ed White, they all share the same case. 
So they are all 38 point something. So let's say 39 millimeters. And the 105003, so the Ed White, was the one that was also on the moon. Actually, it was the last Speedmaster one on the moon by Gene Cernan. Yes, yeah, man. Yeah. Did anybody else tell that RJ is already thinking about what he can sell so as he can make Sam's grandfather an offer for his watch? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Uh, guys, let's, let, let, let's begin the hostage negotiations. <laughs> Good stuff. You, should, you, shouldn't have told, you, should, you shouldn't have said you were the favourite. I am. I'm the one and only. On my, o- on my other uh, monitor, I'm Googling her grandfather. So. <laughs> <laughs> Local hitmen in the area. <laughs> I'm going to uh, tell him to fear for his life now. Oh, no. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so let's give the first one again space a vote. Arthur doesn't get to vote first. First that gets to vote is in fact Sophie. But I'm not happy because I don't have my good numbers anymore. So I'm no, you stuck see, that with was like that. Yeah. So I, I'm. I would have given more, but I. I can't. I can do that. you can't add them up. Dan's giving it a seven. You can tell he doesn't nice. show with Arthur. Uh, Sam, <laughs> seven. seven from Sam. Sean, going with six. Six. Dave, an eight. Ooh, good stuff. Ricky, this might be sneaking up on the outside, you know. Giving it a six. Ralph, I'm giving this uh, it's none, a two. two. And RJ, I gave it a three. I like the watch, but it has a sapphire crystal and it has a case back that does, does not, uh, uh, yeah, it's not the same as the, the normal moon watch. And it is a bit of a, a little bit of a mock up, but I like the watch. But um, yeah, for me, it's a, a three. Uh, there you go. Some, some honesty there from RJ. <laughs> right. Next up is, I think it's Dan's turn. Dan, we got you on this show special. Don't let us down. You have got the 3570. 5000. This one. I certainly have. The reason why I've picked this is because it was the first watch that kind of made me realize that this crazy hobby existed. Um, I, I didn't know anything about the history of the Speedmaster at all. I just saw it in the shop window and instantly thought, that is amazing. And I think because it looks, uh, I, I work in the aircraft industry, so it looks kind of like an aircraft instrument. So I, I guess that, that kind of style appealed to me straight away. Um, I wanted something that wasn't completely delicate, something I could use every day at work. Um, and the chronograph function does actually get used at work, Rick, which you've mentioned before. Um, and Time yeah, yeah, lunch break. The only breaks. Thing, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, the only thing I never liked about it is the bracelet. I know it's built very well and it's very nice, but I just I've no, I don't like the style of it. I think it's that kind of polished, the polished centre parts are, are a little bit too dressy for me. So I changed mine to a, a Mexican Holzer bracelet for the un- Uncle Seiko, and now it's absolutely perfect. So yeah, uh, amazing. Hesperite crystal, solid case back. It's the perfect Speedmaster. So is this the closest one to the actual watch that went to the moon without spending a gazillion dollars? Yeah, I get that's perceived. However, there is quite a lot of differences, aren't there, RJ? Yeah, there's different movements. Um, the case is slightly different, the dial is slightly different. But in the end, I think this is the direct descendant of the, the watch that was worn on the moon. If, if you want to have a moon watch, but you want to have the modern one, then you either pick this one or the new Caliber 321. 
and the new the Calvary Fifty the, One is a smidgen more expensive. Yeah, the price difference is is massive. Yeah. Uh, the product of this was it ninety six to two thousand fourteen? Is that correct, RJ? This one was from nineteen ninety six to two thousand fourteen. Before it went, uh, before it uh, uh, got yeah. a longer number with the big box. Yeah, it was two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Good stuff. I've got my facts right. Yes. Yeah. Just like mastermind. Put me to shame. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right. Let's give Dan a vote. So I hope you've saved all the ones from not because the watch is bad, but because Dan's horrible. Uh, so <laughs> Arthur, you get to vote on your uh, Instagram. Let's give your show a plug. You're back this Sunday. No, I'm not, actually, you're gonna eat crap, but this is this is the one for me. What are you guys discussing this Sunday on Call the AD, the Arthur and Dan show on Instagram and then on YouTube? We, we've got a complete deja vu show, haven't we? We are talking about Speedmasters and a oh. new acquisition that Arthur has as yeah. well. Which is not a speedy. But yeah, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Snoopy and then... Uh, I got a Longines that I'm really in love with. So, yeah. Cool. See Excellent. So, that's Arthur gives it an eight. Sophie, what are you giving Dan at numbers? Is that a two? Sam, what have you got left? Giving him an eight because he Ooh. never wins any of the games that they play. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, Dan, but you never win. It's true. So, Dan gets a sympathy vote as normal. Uh, Thank you, Sean. Sam. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna go with two. Uh, Dave, to counter Sam's um, victory vote, you can have a two. Excellent, uh, Ricky. Uh, well, I've only got two numbers left, and because it's Dan, obviously he's getting. I'm gonna give him. One. <laughs> <laughs> you give him. Uh, I'd give, give him, him I'd one. Give him one two. I'd give From him behind, two, but I only had two. Uh, Ralph, <laughs> I'm giving it a, a, a palata, a three. The and RJ cool story. <laughs> yeah, it, it's actually it should be an eight, but because of the Uncle Psycho bracelet, it's a six. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, there is there is justice in the world. Good stuff. Right, we are now on to floaters. And float white Dave has chosen this. I believe no, I picked the right one. This is no, you're, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. I thought you said you chose the three, two, one. This is the yeah, three, two, one. The, the other one. The other one. Oh. All right. Okay. The, uh, the dusty bin. The dusty, the dusty bin. Standard one. Right. We'll start talking about this one. I'll unshare this so, while I look up. Where's the, the camera? Oh, you're wearing it. Full, full mm. screen. Right. Full screen. That's okay. They all look the same anyway. <laughs> So there we mm. go. Camera, where's the camera? This is the one I'm talking about. So this is the stainless steel 321, caliber 321. Why did I choose that? Um I chose it for very various reasons, but it's not, it's probably actually genuinely not my favorite. But um the reason I've chosen it is because it ticks many boxes for me over different areas. Uh one is I like the fact that. I like new watches. I have some vintage watches, but vintage watches are the bane of my life because they're fragile. They need a lot of work. The kind of research you have to do to make sure you're not getting caught out everything. So I like new watches. You, are you fact, describing Ricky? You're describing Ricky, aren't you? 
What was no, I saying? I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> I'm busy on my phone. <laughs> well, speaking me. of which, speaking of which, <laughs> you're an idiot. Carry on. Uh, right. Uh, so, um, so part of it is the kind of um, the fact that it has got lots of nods to the heritage of the 321 but it's in a modern package so along with that you get everything that uh, that comes with a modern watch it's very well made it's it's uh, going to be broadly reliable because it's modern uh, and it's being made to modern kind of uh, tolerances and standards so there's that i also like the fact that it's based the actual movement was mapped off of Gene Siernan's watch, which was the watch that he wore as the last person to step foot on the moon. And that watch is in the possession of Omega on loan from NASA. And it was he is my favourite astronaut of all of them. So the fact that it was actually based off the uh, mapping of the original movement from his watch kind of appealed to me as well. Uh, most Speedmasters, I have a love-hate relationship with the bracelets. I like to look at them but I usually immediately remove the bracelets and usually put on a snoopy strap on a deployant. This one finally has a bracelet that is pretty much perfect. Um, it wears really well. It's comfortable. Just everything about it is right. And I don't know. It's just there's something about it that's slightly different to all the other ones I've got that just makes me smile every time I see it. There's so many nods, whether it be the case to the Ed White you know, it's not the same, but it certainly takes design cues from that. There's lots of things that are not exactly maybe as they should be, but mm. it, it's just to me, it's it, it ticks many, many boxes, uh, both on a watch level and on a personal level. It just makes it pretty perfect. I like that it's not limited edition. I do like the fact, though, that it's not super easy to come by. Um, I think if they'd made this a limited edition it would have had no reason to be a limited edition. Most of the limited edition mission-orientated watches, fair enough, they can base it around the mission year or something that's based in some form of fact. This to be limited edition, I think, would have been remiss of them and the fact that it's not as good. But the fact that so far, they appear to be being careful about how many they put out there and who ultimately gets them, I think is also a good thing. That's it. And how close is the three, two, one movement that's in this to the original? Is it an absolute copy, or have they actually tweaked some things that were perhaps wrong with the original? In terms of design, and it's it's as near to identical. Obviously, it's made to modern manufacturing tolerances. So there is, whereas in three, two, ones, the original three, two, ones, there would always be microscopic differences between the parts by nature of how they were made. This one is based off of an original 321. Material science has obviously advanced greatly since they first made them. Um, manufacturing techniques for individual parts will have changed, but it's as true and honest a depiction of a 321, but made with modern materials to modern standards, as you will probably get whilst them still being able to produce a watch that they know when they put it out there, it's not immediately going to come back full of problems. Mm -hmm. And RJ, you presumably got one of these somewhere? Yes. Two or I, three uh, of them? No, no, I have one. I was, um, they started to, uh, to. Uh, I, I think I was the second or the third person who got it. 
Um, they have some issues by uh, by producing them. Um, it's a lot. It's uh, normally with Omega. It's a bit like uh, like Rolex. It's it, it's all industrialized. And with this watch, there at Omega headquarters, they have a special workshop for their Tourbillon watches that are handmade. And next to the Tourbillon workshop, there's the Caliber 321 workshop. And uh, it is a bit like the Tourbillon workshop. Um, there are a few watchmakers there. They get all the parts, they assemble them, they, they, uh, they fine tune them. And uh, one watch is made by one watchmaker. So it's totally different from all the other Omega Speedmasters, and that makes it very uh, unique as well. It also indicates that it takes a longer time. Uh, they only will produce a maximum of 2,000 of these caliber 321 movements per year. And this is the first year, and I don't think they will even reach half of that because they are starting up. And um, yeah, so it's very difficult to, to come by. It is expensive, but once you have it on the wrist, you immediately will notice why it is that much more expensive because it feels completely different from a Moonwatch on the wrist. Mm -hmm. It feels rather than a, like a Royal Oak or a Nautilus on the wrist than like a Speedmaster. It's super strange, but it's very, very interesting and uh, a beautiful bracelet, uh, as, um, as Dave says, and um, case is beautiful. It's actually the first case that is really true to the original ones because... You see on the first Omega in space, for example, you see the facets on the lugs. But originally, these watches never had facets. These facets were put after, during, uh, after sail surface. So the original ones didn't have facets. And this Caliber 321 model has straight lugs with no facets, how it should be. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful watch. So I, I saw it yeah. early on. I had some, uh, some, some insights uh, also because we did some events in Beale and they showed us the, this workshop uh, in December already. Um, so we had uh, we had a very uh, nice uh, insight, and um, yeah, it's beautiful. I saw it and I ordered it right away. It's it's yeah. truly stunning. And as, uh, as as RJ says, you know, the, it it strangely does wear differently. The bracelet, you have to play with the bracelet to understand how different it is and how it just does feel very different when worn as opposed to any of the other ones. The only one that's come close in terms of feeling special uh, is the gold one that RJ was talking about, where that bracelet, again, just has a comfort that you don't get from any of the other bracelets. Yeah, it's I agree. Really so this likes... watch gets a, it gets a one? No. Yes, <laughs> it's not that a... much? That's, that's too high. Zero. <laughs> right, let's have a vote it's then. Unrateable. So on David's Arthur, what are you giving it? You've got two numbers left. You're giving it a seven. Check, checks in the post. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't know what to do here because I don't know what's coming next. Ah, you see. You so Sophie, you're, remember, remember you're who you're the same problem. <laughs> okay. So Sophie. you know what? I'm gonna go with the red bar solidarity here, and I go for my my eight, which oh, means so. that Ricky, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna delete your talker video. <laughs> So, Thank you so, so far. So far, so far, after two scores, Dave is ahead of RJ. Let's see what Dan's got left for him. Dan, Dan how are you voting? Dan, Dan, I will kill you. Dan has a four mm. and a three left. Okay, he's going to get killed, whatever he gives me. <laughs> he's giving it, <laughs> he's giving it a three. Okay, Sam, I believe, has a one and a two left. Um, come on. Sorry, I went too high too quick. <laughs> Typical student. Uh, Sean, what are you giving it? You've got some big numbers left. The one I was waiting seven. for. 
that the one uh, you're waiting for? Oh, this might be closer than you think. Ricky, what are you giving Dave? Infinity. <laughs> Ralph. Solidarity, brother. Can you remember yeah, who scored you? What did Dave that, give yeah. you? <laughs> I know, I know, I remember that. But yeah, I must say, I, I really, really like this. And I, I thought I thought you would choose this one. So it's a seven for me. It's Sabah in Arabic. It's a seven. RJ, you've got to protect your own position here because this might Yeah, I know. It. But the good thing is I have both watches. And to be honest, perhaps, uh, Dave, you, you have the same, but uh, David, but I, I can't choose sometimes. For I, me, it's I, either the gold one or the caliber 321. So it's a well-deserved eight. Giving it an awesome. eight. Good stuff. That means that there is only one left and we'll leave it to our very own uh, Ricky, who is obviously chosen out of sheer laziness and no other good reason. We'll go to our own Scottish Watches website for his review of the Omega Speedmaster Apollo 8 Dark Side of the Moon. Take us away then, Ricky. Why is well, this better than all This was the rest? back in the day when I could be bothered doing stuff on the website. <laughs> you know, remember those days, Rick? You've I remember the this. days when you used to do things, yes. Yeah, anyway, so now it's just two podcasts and a video a week. But anyway, moving swiftly on. So, <laughs> Nolly tells me that every 20 minutes. I do so much I, work and you, you do so little. You do fuck all. So anyway, <laughs> this watch, this was released by Omega in 2018. And it was previewed a little bit. And then in Baselworld, they actually had one in the display cabinet. And I got to see it in real life, which is obviously better than the renders that we always speak about. Things never look the same. So I saw it in the cabinet. I thought that looks really good. It looks better than any other watches. I think they were doing, well, they were obviously doing some anniversary. Was it sixtieth year of the the Speedy or the sixtieth year of something or other? Um, so they had the big bond stuff everywhere, and I was just saw it in the window. Thought that's cracking. I'll put my name down as soon as I get back to Scotland. So got back to to Glasgow, went into the boutique in Glasgow about it, and they said, "Oh, yeah, this will be out in June, June 2018." So I thought, fine. June 2018 came along. So did July and August and September. And then Dave got his in, I think it was December. I get mine in January and they said it was like the, the second or third in the country. And the reason I went for it is because it appeals to me. It's black, it's yellow. It doesn't look like any other speedy. It's ceramic. I've already got a Tudor that's ceramic. I know how they work. I know not to donk them off things, to crack them. And as you can see in this photo on the screen just now, the dial is unlike, up until now, any other speedy. It's got the laser ablated uh, bridges. Everything's at a different depth. So if you look at it side on, the way the light shines on it, the way the light cuts through, just looks fantastic. And then on the back, they've actually used different colored rubies. Instead of the usual sort of pinky red, they've gone for a deep purple. And again, they've got the coatings in the back, which look fantastic. Nothing else has really come close. Um, the new one they brought out this year, the red limited edition, I don't even think that looks half as good. So that's the reasons I have picked this one. And this is my one and only Speedy so far. Good stuff. Uh, it is, I mean, it is a really nice watch, to be fair. It is very different. And it's now on a really good strap. Yes. Tell us a strap story. Oh, do I have to? Yeah. Again, Dan getting should... all excited about it. Again. Like Dave, I don't like the strap that it comes with. So I decided I'm just to buy something else. Well, it's funny, it's funny you say that. I, I have one of these, as you know, and it's it's. I, I love it. I really do like it for probably similar reasons to you but the one disappointment for me was the straps well made but i 
unlike other people, just don't. I just don't like pin buckles. It's a well-made pin buckle. Everything. I just don't like it. Um, but by pure luck, they do do that strap, which they had done for the Porsche Club special that they did of uh, a similar watch. Um, that's a deployant one, which I put it on. It that was the one disappointing for me. It should have come on a deployant. I think, as far as I personally am concerned. Yeah. No, the buckle it comes with is ceramic, and it it eats into your wrist. That was the one problem mm -hmm. I had with it. So yeah. I ditched it and got an eBay special for twenty quid, which is Winning. absolutely amazing, and looks really good on it. It did not go through eBay, eBay's authenticity. <laughs> it did not. I think it would be fair to say. To be fair, Ricky, I don't give you credit very often, but you don't, you actually do take quite a good photograph, not of you personally, but of the watches that you photograph. That photo that we've got up just now of your Speedmaster is quite spectacular. Good stuff. Right, let's vote. You don't have much of a choice. You all should have one number left. So, Arthur. Doug's uh, just burst in the room and is actually chewing the other numbers. So, <laughs> this is all I've got left for you, Ricky. I actually like it, but uh, this is what I have. It's a two, Sophie. Yeah, I'm not happy. Not happy, Sophie, giving Ricky a Hold one. on. I just need Never to log into YouTube. Give me a second. <laughs> Delete talker. <laughs> uh, Dan, you should have uh, a four left, I believe. Yes. Oh, he does love me. Sam. Of course I do. I'm sorry. This is all I have, but I really, really like it. Me too. Sam <laughs> is voting with a one. It's Your a number one. one. Sam. The numbers never lie. Sean. I have a seven and I stand by that number. It's not just my last one. Okay. And Dave. Nice. Have a five. Johnny, five. That'll do. Ralph, what have you got left? Araba, four. That's a four. four. And RJ, your final number for today is. I have a final number and it doesn't represent that, uh, the, what I really like about that watch because I like it. I think it's the best Dark Side of the Moon edition there is. The, the Alinghi is uh, not not for me. It's more it's, it's similar to this one, but uh, I don't I have nothing going on for Alinghi, and uh, I think I like the yellow better than the than the black. And I saw this watch very early on when it was delivered um, in 2018 on the wrist of Roy Davidoff, and he wore it on a yellow NATO strap from Omega. That looks really awesome on that watch. So that's a free tip for me, but it is a two. Good stuff. Right. Well, I now have the scores and it's quite interesting. It is oh, it's actually very so? interesting because I've managed to fix them. So but <laughs> before I do that, just just so as we're all quite clear that, uh, you know, Omega don't necessarily always hit a home run. We have such things as the Speedmaster Perpetual Calendar. Beautiful. And uh, the Rattrapante Speedmaster. Beautiful. That's a, bit, that's a bit chunky. I like this one. And, and then the most delightful Omega Speedmaster of them all, the Retro I love those. LC you need one. 1979. Yours for £450 if you can find one in stock. Right, so the scores are in, and we have, believe it or not, a draw. Oh. So <laughs> equal, tied for equal first place with 51 points is the 3-2-1 from Dave and the Apollo 11 Moonshine Gold from RJ. So Perfect result. That's that, not a bad that, result. That's, that's, that, that's, an, that's an eye watch. That yeah, one. you can, you can, go, and, <laughs> you can go and marry now. Come on. <laughs> Happy Christ. That, that's that's what I meant. Oh, so I, difficult I to make a choice every morning between this one and that one. 
Yeah, and actually, I, I, it's so tough. Tough, it's tough in the first world. Tough. That's my life, man. <laughs> uh, a respectable, obviously, because there's a tie for first. The next is a third place with 43 points. And RJ, you can get the address once we're over, is Sam uh, with the 299862 of our grandfathers. Then, merely one point further behind is Arthur with the first home against Space. One's a lot cheaper than the other. Still, still getting close. We have Sophie on 33 with uh, the, I'm not going to say the numbers, with the Speedmaster. And Dan on 33, or sorry, on 32 with another Speedmaster. And then we have Sean on 27 with the Tintin. And 26 with 26 points is Ricky. And then in last place is dear old Ralph. In my acceptance speech, I just want you to remember <laughs> that there was a lot of achievement being done, and that was honored today, but there was a lot of people, astronauts, cosmonauts in the world, that tried to push the human race forwards and failed or died on the way. I think we should actually remember these people, too, who gave their lives to push us forward and didn't get there. Ralph, where is it you're originally from? I'm from Germany. Yeah, they kind of lose a lot of things, don't they? <laughs> I blame it on all of the Austrians. So, but yes, but generally it's... A... <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's always those pesky Austrians. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, we have, we have a tendency. We've been there, done that, so just don't try. Right? Yeah, peace, just peace, never slag peace, off the anyway. artwork of Austrians. That's a kind of global rule. <laughs> if an Austrian wants to produce fine art and have a career in that, the answer is yes, it's very nice. Keep up the drawing. It's exactly the podcast one. Brilliant. Yeah. So I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Who, who are we talking about? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyway, right. Let's uh, let's let's uh, a bit more. Uh, a, a brief moment of solemnity now, because I'm actually going to hand over to Sophie, who's going to talk to us about a watch brand that had some sad news this week. It's a brand I'm reasonably familiar with. And that I'm probably going to get, just so as he makes up for his German jokes, Ralph to pronounce the name correctly, is, uh, uh, yeah. okay. is this brand here. Go for it, Ralph. Not Zeitmaschine. There you go. Sophie, tell us what's happened uh, this week, unfortunately, with uh, Nord Zeitmaschine. The guy that created this brand, who is a brilliant watchmaker, in um, the German part of Switzerland, his name is Daniel Nobel, died this week um, on the, at the age of 49. He apparently had a very severe kidney disease. And um, he's not on social media. And just it just saddened me so much, you know, to hear something like this. this I don't know if anybody has the talent to take over this brand. I don't know if he trained anyone. He knew he was sick, but he was probably not expecting uh, to die so quickly. He was really taken in a, just a couple months. Um, yeah. And I think it's a loss for the independent watchmaking world, even though it was a fairly small brand and not very well um, known, especially in the US, people don't really know it. It's just sad 
you know, to lose someone that was talented and so young. So I just wanted to kind of honor his memory here. Uh, I haven't heard anything in the media about this. And, you know, I think that this platform is the perfect platform to be the first one to honor Danielle and his life and his uh, accomplishments in the independent watchmaking. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with the freestyle and the vario curve. So just to describe for those that are listening to this, when we put this out as a podcast uh, later on in the week, uh, I suppose what was specialised in Nordzite Machina was kind of unusual forms of time-telling. So right. fairly standard-looking watch cases, but a unique way. If you imagine like a, I mean, it's not a jump hour, it's not a floating hour, it's not mystery hands, but it's got that kind of, uh, unusual way of telling time. It's not just a simple three-handed watch with a dial. Uh, there's a lot of activity on the dial, a lot of variation. Uh, certainly very much worth a look to see the talent of a guy who is unfortunately no longer with us. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, yeah, for anyone that knows him, obviously pass on our deepest sympathies, uh, Sophie, uh, from everybody at Scotch Watches. We will now move on to my happy place. We'll bring the show to a close shortly, but because we've had all of this blooming Speedmaster stuff, I thought it was at least appropriate that we should end uh, probably with this. So this is Dan's turn to show you. Come on, you can't say bad things. This is the Panerai Ion Singapore edition. Look I can't this. just be enough of those this, for this, mate. This is, this is a wonderful piece. So there you go. It's basically a, a normal Panerai, but with some red on it. Oh. There we have it. So other things that we're going to review this week, we will leave for another day, other than we will give a quick reference to, if I can find what I've done with it, not to that one. Where's the new Speedy? My new Speedy has gone. <laughs> uh, Fratello, where are you when I need you? There we go. You must, have this, you must have the Speedmaster up here somewhere. Where's yeah, you need to go. Well, up, up a bit, up a bit, down a bit. Feel down, sorry down, for you, Ricky. Down, down. Yeah. Down, that's down, James, down. That's James Bond. Scroll down. That's Norcane. That's not the Snoopy. Uh, down, down, not, down, 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 down. Keep going down. This is going to be great on the audio. There it is. This is ah. it's fantastic audio. So basically the <laughs> final question then, and we'll play hit miss maybe on this, is first of all, is this better than either of the two watches that drew the 321 and the Moonshine Gold. Is this better than... Where does this position itself? Oh, yeah, it's definitely the of Omega. For me, it would fit in right behind those two. I really, really like yeah. it, but it doesn't have the true sort of classic DNA and significance of the, of the other two that scored highest for me. I, I agree with you. I think... Luckily, like like um, RJ, you know, like with the gold and the three, two, one, the watches that if you got them, you will never let them go. This you want it, and I want it, and I'm pretty sure RJ wants it. And Mine it's is a bit order. like yeah, yep, yep, and it's it's exactly the same to me as watches like the Alaska or the Silver Medallion Snoopy or Eyes to the Stars or various ones like that. They're awesome, but you don't necessarily know if you'll have them all the time with a gold one i'll never let that you know unless you know the obvious things like family and proper important things in life come to the fore 
if you're still able to have watches, that Golden and that 321 aren't going anywhere ever. All the other stuff may or may not come and go. Yeah. I like it. I love it. I think it's I love amazing. the colours of it. Yeah. yeah. The blue the blue the blue is amazing. Yeah. 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 But if you don't have the sweet one and the gold one, so that's done pretty good, right? Oh, it's a good yeah. way to start. Huh? <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll be it'll be a fantastic watch to have for people. Yeah, it's a beautiful watch, and especially the case back is uh, just amazing. When I saw it for the first time moving, I thought it's really adding something to the table. And I saw a lot of complaints about the price, and I think those complaints were up to the point that people realized that there's a, a mechanical animation on the case back. It's just uh, beautifully done. Oh, got some music playing with this one. I paid right, for that music. I was trying to play it, but that'll just absolutely trash the sound. So you'll just need to believe us that the case back, which no doubt everybody has seen on the internet, is quite spectacular. So any final thoughts on this? And then we'll give it a hit this maybe. Anyone not like it because it's not a true Speedmaster or they have something that bothers them about it? Or is everybody just globally thinking this is pretty cool? Because I have to say, I think it's pretty cool. I think the only other thing... I think the only other thing I would say actually is, you know, like uh, like RJ said, you know, like a lot of people moaned about the price until they realised of the automation on the case back. The other thing though as well is it is a silver dial, you know, and that's another thing that a lot of people maybe didn't initially realise. They just assumed it was a silver coloured dial, but it is actually a silver dial. It's massive silver with an opaline uh, uh, treatment, and it's yeah. really it's really beautiful. It looks really nice, and uh, with the blue, great combination. Um, Yes, just a, it's just a stunning, uh, stunning watch. Anyway, well thought out. Bracelet, right? It looks like it's denim. Yeah, it's Basically. blue. It's blue, like a soft strap nylon, like the uh, like the uh, old yeah. um, uh, Snoopy. Well, old Snoopy from 2015. This one. Ojuda. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a it's a nylon fabric uh, strap, oh. um, and it's in blue. Matches the dial uh, and the bezel uh, perfectly. The bezel is uh, ceramic. And it comes with a pin buckle. And I saw some people complaining about pin buckles, but I actually prefer it over the folding clasps. I think often these folding clasps are just a bit too thick on the on the on the on the wrist. And the it's buckle just. is nicer for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Excellent. Right. Well, quick hit miss maybe on this. I assume it's a global hit. I just right up there. Like so nobody's giving any eight. Good stuff. And a NASA <laughs> award from Ricky there. You can check the video for that. Uh, yeah. Ricky, yeah. can I just ask, somebody had asked in an earlier episode to do a favour. Can you face the camera a second? Okay, so face the camera and then move. I think it will be down to your left. We're going to try and get your eyes peering between the Zoom logo <laughs> in the video. So if you can just go down, just go down to the left a bit. And we'll see if it might. I'm not sure if you need to go down to the left or down to the right. You're muted also for some reason, it would appear. Well, you've switched off something. There Is that better? Go. You back? That's better. That's so better. Just move, um, move. You need to be in the bottom corner of the screen to see if there's. Executive works. decision? No. No, no. That's, that's <laughs> terrible. Wait, we might do it for Halloween. I'll, I'll, I'll do for Halloween what, if you put your. The, uh, no, you're eyes. wearing the mask that I've got for you. Yeah, yeah I've got and a it's mask. It's not a gimp mask. It's not. No, that's, no, that's no good for microphones, those. Mm. Anyway, thank you all very much for coming. RJ, what can we expect on Fratello in this coming week? Pretty cool stuff on Friday. Definitely come back on Friday. Next Big surprise. Friday, Big surprise. Big surprise next Friday. Prepping a bomb. Okay. 
give 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 us a give us a hint. No, I can't. <laughs> is it a watch? It's a watch. Yes. Good stuff. Oh, well, yeah, well, thank you. All. That narrows it down. Sorry, what was that, Dan? Nothing. So I carry on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you all very much for joining us. Thanks to all the folk in the chat. We'll thank try and you. go through the chat and answer some of the questions that are there. So as we like to say, it is goodbye from me and it's also goodbye from all of them. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was it for this week's SWL. Tune into the version with pictures every Friday at four o'clock-ish on the Scottish Watches live channel. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts and YouTube videos. All you need to do is search for Scottish Watches. From me, Mike Richmond at Wristwatch Review UK, have a great week.